Stand up, Nuggets Nation. Denver Sports presents the Mile High Hoops Podcast with Zach By. Denver Sports is your home for the most Nuggets content. Now here's your host, Zach By. What is up and welcome to another edition of the Mile High Hoops Podcast. As always, I am your host, Zach By. And as always, I appreciate you spending a sliver of your busy day with me here on the pod. Reacting to a dominant win over the Detroit Pistons. Uh, on Sunday evening, 131 to 114. Uh, we haven't connected uh, since last week, so I want to dive right into it and share a couple thoughts. You know, guys, um, throughout the uh, season, I refer to uh, wins like the one against the Pistons as uh, footnote wins. Uh, in a long season, we are not going to be looking back at this one um, unless we'll be looking back at Nikola Jokic once again making a choice, <laughs> making a choice to attempt three shots. It feels like deja vu all over again. And I don't think there there's anything, maybe outside of Jamal Murray's performance, and we'll get to him in a second. Um, I don't think that there was anything more noteworthy to talk about and, and really spend dedicated time discussing than, once again, Nikola Jokic's, um, to some, it just depends who, who you ask and how to quantify this, okay? Um, is it bizarre? Is it merc- uh, mercurial? Uh, is it um, smart? Uh, I think all those um, descriptive uh, words, uh, all those adjectives can make sense if you want it to. You can kind of form um, a- an argument based on those words uh, used. The, the, the definition that I used on the radio show um, that I do with the former Broncos running back CU legend Philip Lindsay, two to six on the fan uh, or uh, on demand wherever you get your podcast, uh, was mer- mercurial. The definition is a, a, uh, a subject to sudden or unpredictable changes of mood or mind. That's kind of the way that I would best describe Nikola Jokic. Uh, subject to sudden or unpredictable changes of mood or mind. And I thought about this quite a bit over the last uh, 48 hours as we have some time in between games here. And just a reminder to our audience, we're recording on Tuesdays and Thursdays now uh, where in years past we kind of go by the game schedule. But because of social media scheduling um, where you might be watching this right now uh, on Twitter or on YouTube, uh, and if you're not and you're just listening the old-fashioned way, that's cool, too. Um, it's been a couple days, so I've, I've had a chance to think about this quite a bit. And there's there's different ways to look at this approach. The guy took three shots once again, all right? Wh- where I just want to start with this is it is a choice. Let's just reestablish that before doing anything else. It's a choice. We had this conversation exactly one week ago uh, on uh, last Tuesday, January 2nd, when we were talking about Jokic attempting just seven shots against the Charlotte Hornets, where he didn't take his first shot until, like, he got a sweet pass from KCP diving to the hoop. It almost felt, like, obligated to finish it. Um, there was, like, a minute left in the half, right? So it was clear that for whatever reason, and last week we are trying to figure out, oh, w- is it because they wanted to run the offense through Jamal? And if you remember early in that game, they they had a clear – um, plan to, uh, to, 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 to get Jamal involved. I think the first play of the game was like a post-up to Jamal. 
Um, and was it him saying, okay, this is what we're going to do, and I'm just going to kind of do an overcorrection towards that? Was it him being um, a little bit perturbed that that was the approach and that was the way he chose to handle it? We've seen guys do this before, okay? This is not – I want to be clear. This is not the first time we've seen like, – like I remember Kobe Bryant like purposefully was not going to shoot, was just not going to shoot the ball over an entire half of basketball to the point where you get, get built up this rhythm and, and, and um, expectation from a guy like Kobe, and then when you see it, it's like a hard contrast. You're like, okay, what the hell is going on? Jokic, it's actually becoming more predictable, him doing stuff like this without the sharp contrast, which you could argue is not a great thing. And, and, and I want to I wanna, um, establish this here before we continue the conversation. Um, and I remember having uh, the same sort of speech when talking about Deion Sanders uh, earlier in, uh, or I guess last year now that we're in 2024, when Deion was up at CU. And De- the hype around Dion and love around Dion, especially in the early, uh, before the, pre- the season started, and then the way that the season started for the Colorado Buffaloes, it was insane. It was like hysteria. Like, it, you know, Dion was walking on water, all right, uh, taking over a one-win team, and what, they start 3-1 and one or 4-1 and one or whatever it was. And, you know, I remember, I forget even what it was, what the subject matter came up, and I'm like, okay, Dion's awesome. Dion's the man right now. Dion is turning around this program, all things good with Dion, but this one thing I don't like, and I don't have to worship every decision that this guy made, talking about Dion, okay? And I do get a similar vibe here talking with Jokic because let's, let's lay out my feelings about Nikola Jokic. I think he's the best basketball player in the world. I think he's a top 20 greatest player of all time. By the end of this spring, by midway through, by July 2024, Jokic could potentially be entering into, well, depending how it goes, a top 15 player conversation. Maybe it's a top 10 player conversation. Like, and, and if he does what I think he can do, we'll have all those conversations, right? So I think he's one of the I think he's one of the goats already. I think he's the best current player in the world. He is uh, fascinating uh, as a person. Um, I love Nikola Jokic's game. I've never seen a single player impact a game in so many ways, maybe along with LeBron James, um, uh, like Nikola Jokic. But like I said with Dion, I don't have to be in love with every single move you make. I do not have to lick your cleats, Clay, and then that's the the football version. I don't have to, don't have to lick your uh, 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 sneaks from China now. Um, no longer with Nike, um, but. I don't have to be in love with every single decision that you make on a basketball court. And I don't love this. It doesn't mean I don't love Jokic. It means I don't love this, right? You know who else I love? My wife. Love my wife. I don't want anybody else, right? doesn't mean that I love every single thing that my wife does. She leaves her hair in the bathroom too much. I have a little uh, a handheld vacuum that I keep upstairs so I can literally vacuum the tile floor. I don't like that. Doesn't mean I don't love her. Doesn't mean I don't want anybody else, right? So it's the same thing with Jokic here. I do not love that the best basketball player in the world took three shots. Just don't love it. Am I, be, am I nitpicking? Maybe. Did the Nuggets win? Yes. Did they blow them out? Yes. Still, doesn't mean, doesn't mean I have to love every single thing. And um, because I don't, you know, 
and 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 here's 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 the way the the the, the best case answer if Jokic ever admitted to his approach, which you're never going to hear him like truly authentically. Um, I think admit that, or maybe he would actually Jokic being Jokic, but like, is he managing the 82 game season to a degree that we just have never seen before? That's possible, right? Like, cause he doesn't take load management days. So could it be, and this might be the best theory out there is, could it be a load management game when he's actually playing? That would make sense to me, but Here's what doesn't make as much sense to me. When Jokic says, um, I just take what the game gives me. Guys, there's no one on the Detroit Pistons that can guard Nikola Jokic. There's not. You could take the best attributes of multiple defenders, uh, have a creative player, and they still wouldn't be able to cover Nikola Jokic. So I think, because when I watch it, and, and you'll see this if you watch the game the other night, like there are, let me say this, when you're a young basketball player and you're, and you're coming up and you're being taught the game, they will, t- coaches will t- teach you and tell you the first thing that you do when you catch the basketball is what? To you players out there, you former players, what's the first thing you do when you catch that basketball? You look at the rim. That's 1A. That's 1A. You look at the rim because that's ultimately where the ball needs to go. All right? And I'm not watching Jokic look at the rim. So you can't, you can't tell me that, well, you can tell me, but it would, I don't think it's rooted in reality that you're taking just what the game gives to you when you're not looking at the rim. Those two things can't live in the same universe. It's just his approach for whatever reason. I, I, you know, again, is he, is he load management, managing during uh, the season as an active player? If he is, it's, um, in, it's in one of the most unique ways that we've ever seen because he's not sabotaging the team. They're winning. He's making winning plays. He had career-high five blocks, had a, a, a 16 uh, assist. He actually had a chance to get to a career-high 18, uh, but he didn't play the fourth quarter, right? The, the, the game really swung there uh, in the third quarter. Um, so he didn't, need to, he didn't need to play. But I have said on this podcast before, and I'll say it again here now, there will be a night where Nikola Jokic has 20 assists in a game. There will be a night, and it'll be a night like that one, where he's just like, "Huh, guess what's on the agenda, boys? I ain't shooting." <laughs> so that could—it's—it's it's gonna come, all right. It's going to come. I promise you. Put that in your back pocket. It's, it's only a matter of time. Um, the other uh, 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 element that I do just want to introduce here before we move on um, is what I hope that it's not is coming from a place of being unhappy. The guy didn't look too happy to be there the other night. Now, maybe that's just Jokic. Maybe for whatever reason in his life, right, we see this guy all the time. Like how, what if we got to see your disposition 82 different times a year, right? Like three times a week, we just got to check in on you. Are you having a good day? Like, how's it going? Like, sometimes you're pissed off. Sometimes you got in a fight with your spouse. Sometimes you're whatever. You just woke up on the wrong side of the bed. But on nights like that, I don't think this is the case, but I do just want to mention it because there were moments in that game where uh, he looked visibly unhappy, right? Uh, there, there, there was actually a moment where he got the technical. I'm like, oh, my God, is he going to get himself tossed again? It's just one of these nights that he's picking. Um, I hope that's not the case. And what I also hope is um, that this isn't the new expectation 
not on a night by night basis because I know that's not just I just know that's not going to be the case. Um, but is it like, hey, one out of every five games we're going to see, you know, Jokic just kind of do this? Um, you know, we've seen uh, now multiple games now where we saw we saw um, his game against the Bulls in uh, December where he took five shots. Right. Um, we saw a game against Dallas where he took eight shots. We saw that game against Charlotte we spoke about. Took seven shots, three shots against the Pistons. That's that's unusual for a superstar, for you know the best player in the world. But because it's happened now four times, um, at at least. I mean, no, look at the the, the game in November against these same Pistons. Jokic took eight shots. Um, so we now have it's it happened now more than a couple times, and um, I hope it. I hope there's never a game where it backfires. But it hasn't really yet, right? So, um, you know, in these games that I'm mentioning, the, the, the Nuggets won all these games. So it's not a problem. I, I don't want to frame it that way. But I just kind of wanted to talk about it because it's unusual. Like, don't, don't sell me that this is normal. It's not. Now, you can have no problem with it. You can love it, actually. Maybe you love it, right? Every, I'm not going to tell a fan how to fan. Uh, I don't love it in particularly. Uh, in particular, rather. Um, but the, the the next guy might. He had 16 assists. That was clearly it, – it, it's a choice. It's a choice. I don't want to see it backfire because if it does, um, there'll be a little bit um, different of a tone. Damning tone? Judge – no. But I'm just kind of laying the groundwork of this conversation because it's happened now five or six times this year. Um, all right. That was that was clearly my biggest takeaway. The, 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 the secondary takeaway was Jamal Murray – in a huge bounce back game, season high, 37 points, 14 of 24 shooting, three of eight from three, made six of seven from the charity stripe, five rebounds, four assists, just a single turnover. He was a plus 11 when he was out there. Um, you know, I thought he was great. He was clearly, you know, coming off the way that the Orlando game ended uh, Friday night, um, which it was hard to watch Jamal Murray on Friday night. Just call a spade a spade. Um, it's hard to watch Jamal uh, against the Magic. And I think he found himself hard to watch when he watched uh, the film of that game and came back clearly. You talk about like a mindset, we're talking about Jokic and the you know, kind of different mindset for him. Jamal's mindset was someone's getting their ass busted. And boy, it happened early and often. I mean, he, that guy uh, had it all, man. He was in his bag, and he's just so fun to watch when he has that uh, mindset. And it was a joy. Uh, again, 37 points. Just freaking fantastic. Um, another note uh, before we uh, say goodbye here is uh, Peyton Watson. You know, coming off, um, you know, a, a four-point game against Orlando, uh, which was on the heels of a 19-point game against Golden State, right? He, he had a dip, um, didn't play a whole heck of a lot against Orlando, uh, played 10 more minutes against Detroit than he did Orlando, scores 15 points, again, making threes. This has now been a regular thing for um, almost a month, uh, Peyton Watson making threes. Didn't make any threes. Didn't make any threes for uh, the first couple months of the season. And now it's almost like every night. It's like every night, two threes against Sacramento, two threes against the Clippers, five, uh, or excuse me, um, reading from the wrong column, uh, two, uh, uh, two um, going back to uh, mid-December, 
two threes against the Nets, two threes against Oklahoma City, two threes against Dallas, a three against Toronto, a three against Brooklyn, uh, a three against uh, a Golden State, um, a, a four threes against Memphis. Um, the struggled uh, largely, but made a three against Oklahoma City, made a pair against Charlotte, made a pair against Golden State. This is, I mean, then then made made another pair against Detroit. Um, wow, what an in season shift for Peyton Watson. And uh, the guy's freaking fun to watch, man. Uh, he his third quarter was uh, fantastic. I think it was 13 of his 15 points were scored there in that third quarter. Um, so those are my three uh, biggest takeaways, guys. I hope you're doing great. Nuggets are uh, 26 and 12. They're 15 and four at home. Has it been perfect? No. Has it been uh, pretty damn good? Yeah. Uh, in the three seed, half game back, Oklahoma City in the two spot. Um, you know, 11 and eight on the road. Uh, 15 and four, like I mentioned at home, 26 and 12 overall. Nuggets are doing just fine. Eight and two in their last 10. And the beat goes on, right? Regular season after championship, no real hangover. They it feels like they're going through the motion sometimes. You can do that when you're the champ and you have as much firepower uh, as the Denver Nuggets do. Their next game will be on a Wednesday evening. On the 10th of January, which works out because, um, and that game is going to be at Utah on national TV. So the whole market will be able to watch that game. And that'll be fantastic because then we'll come back in here on Thursday uh, and react to it. So, all right, hopefully you guys are off to a good week. Uh, Hopefully your new year is off to a great start. Uh, Can't wait to be back here on Thursday um, uh, reacting to that game against the Jazz. And whatever happens against the Jazz on ESPN Wednesday night, you know we'll be talking about it right here on the Mile High Hoops podcast.